Alvi, did you play the no on air or just for me? I never know. Alvin does these drops, and I'm not sure whether or not they go over air or just to me when I address him with something. So what that no was, I'm not going to tell you what that was for. No! It was a conversation that he and I were having, and he just hit the no. See, Alvin gets really cute like that. Not only will he try to shut me down, but he'll do so on the air. Because he knows that I won't bring it up. That's dirty pool, son. All right, so some of you, again, still are not understanding this. Really quickly, good morning, good afternoon, great to be here. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Jim Rome. Back to the part that you're not understanding. At DLH1029, Rome, on X, can we at least get a celebrity death pool since there is no NFL? Signed at Big Head Bets. Listen, on X, I'm not there yet. I mean, I'm there as I'm normally there, but we're not streaming this show yet on X. I think some of you seem to think that because it's X, anything and everything goes. So, Rome, we can start doing insert that thing that you banned. First of all, you clones already do whatever you want on X. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that us taking our show there does not free me up to do things that I'm on record as saying that I'm not doing anymore. I'm not doing it anymore, not because CBS told me not to do it or Odyssey told me not to do it. I'm not doing it anymore because I made the decision myself. Certain things are no longer appropriate. Even if, quote, I could do it on X. I got news for you. These things that I've banned, I could have done all along, no matter where I am. You're making something very, very simple very difficult. Like this guy, Jim. I assume since you played Charles' take on bums, that subject is now show fodder. Signed, Ian in the Natty. Wore bums using shrimp as Bluetooth earpieces. Two reasons I don't do it. One, I don't find bum smack very humorous. Oh, per always. Look at that person over there freezing to death without enough to eat. And very ill, without a roof over their head. Ha ha, isn't that funny? No. It's terrible. Almost as terrible as you wore bums using shrimp as Bluetooth earpieces. That take was funny, never. But I've been hearing that for 20 years. So, the pizza box briefcases, shrimp as Bluetooth earpieces, I've heard it all. And one more point of clarification before I move along. Just because I played Charles' take, and I'll do it again, Alvin. Just because I played what Charles had to say about the, quote, bums in Frisco, doesn't mean it's okay for you to do it on this show. That's Chuck. Two things. One, that's Chuck and his show. Chuck can do whatever the hell he wants on his show. And by the way, Chuck can do whatever the hell he wants on this planet. He's Charles Barkley. You're confusing the two. I'm just saying, in, it's, it's consistent with my take on All-Star Weekend. It was so out of hand and so boring that Chuck just started taking wild shots at entire cities. That's how bored Chuck was. And when Chuck is bored, that's good for team content. Hence this. If you had a chance of being cold... Or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco. When you t- oh, that's crazy. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Hey. Hey. We love San 
Francisco. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey. That's Chuck. That's Chuck being Chuck, and that's Chuck on Chuck's show, and I love Chuck. But he can do that. I either can't do that or I just choose not to at this point. Chuck's Chuck, man. Chuck can get away with doing and saying things that nobody else in the world can because he's Chuck. Clones, you're just you're bogging down the process. I know I said if you need any clarification, I'm here for it. But you're needing clarification on things that are not hard to clarify. I didn't think you'd need this much clarification. When I said I'm here for any clarification, I had no idea that you would need this much clarification. All right. Let's move along. I want to telephone number is toll free. I'm going to start right there. We've got two interviews coming up next hour. I just gave you a really good first hour. So why don't you jump in and help out with the second hour? 1-800-636-8686. All right, so we have ourselves a rant. A rant for the ages. And say what you will about Rick Pitino. And I know you clones will. The mere mention of this dude has y'all running for your phone and your keyboards to blast out escort and action on the table at an Italian restaurant, smack, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, tired of all the same old resets. I would tell you to do better, but I know you cannot. Just as I know you're thinking to yourself, do better. Do better, Rome. What do you mean do better, Rome? We're already killing the game. You clones are like, you're lucky we even performed for you, bastard. Leave the JTP alone. Leave alone. Anyway, point being, that aside, my take. When 71-year-old Rick Pitino was hired on to fix a classic program like St. John's, that was a very good thing. Hey, John. I still think it's a good thing, but I thought it was a really good thing when it happened. It would make for a great story. And the probability of him turning them around was really, really high because this is what this dude does, what he's always done. He goes in to broken homes and he rebuilds them. He fixes bleep. Always has. And again, stop with your, hey, Rome, you know what else he always does? I'm focused on basketball right here. We're Patino using angel hair pasta as a conscious. Ah! See? War Patino using angel hair pasta as a contraceptive. That That's almost acceptable, but still not. So I'm focused on the here and now. Not what he used as a contraceptive, if in fact he did, in that Italian restaurant years ago. I'm focused on what's going on right now. So... Let's talk about St. John's and Rick Pitino. They got off to a good start. In his first year, they start off 12-4, and four, and it looked like, well, he's going to do what he always does. Now, normally, it takes two years. Normally, his first year is not great, but then in the second year, they just completely blow up. They're tournament-bound. They win conference titles. Just look it up. Look at his record. But he got off to a great start, and it looked like he might do the impossible and get them to the NCAA tournament in his first season. But then... The bottom fell out. Then, after choking away a huge lead against Seton Hall yesterday, my man lost his mind completely. Now, he had been trending in that direction. He had been getting more and more aggravated with his team. Yesterday, in effect, it was like he got on the team bus. 
He threw the driver of the team bus out the window, sat in his seat, and then proceeded to run over and back over anyone and anything in his sight. He publicly is going in on his players by name, his assistant coaches, the facilities they have there, and even another program that has nothing to do with any of it. And again, dude's just out here dropping names when he's calling people out. And then he tagged it all by saying, quote, this is the most unenjoyable experience of my life. My dude, (laughs) that's an amazing statement. 71 years, and this guy's had his ups and downs. But this right, this here and now is the most unenjoyable experience of his entire life. My man, I hate to say that I'm enjoying the most unenjoyable time of your life, but I am enjoying the most unenjoyable time of your life because this is an all-time rant. Alvin, if you're ready and you can find it, it's probably right next to the second floor, play as much of this Patino meltdown as you want. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year. But this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I mean, you all but said, I hate these guys. <laughs> it's not St. John's. It's my team. I mean, where do I even start? I don't think that killing your players publicly and singling them out by name is going to do very much to help recruiting. Like, what kid's going to see that and think, I'm going to go play for that old man. And if I don't move quickly enough or I don't lift enough, or my lateral game is not good enough, he is going to light my ass up publicly. I don't think that's going to help recruiting. Just as I don't think that Rick gives a damn. The game has changed. The players have changed. But he sure as hell hasn't. And he sure as hell won't. Not at age 71, he won't. Not even after he said, does this sound like a guy mellowing? He said recently after a loss, he felt like killing himself. No, I, I don't feel good when we lose. I f-ing hate the world. So just so you understand that. No, I don't feel good. I've never felt good with a loss. Pardon my language. So I don't feel good. I don't believe in those um, valiant efforts on the road. No, I feel like I want to kill myself, jump in the, in the cold, and, and die of frostbite. Does that sound like a dude who's going to change? Dropping F-bombs and saying, no, no, no. When I lose... I want to kill myself. And not just kill. Like He's not even saying, like, I want to take a few pills and lie down and not wake up. He wants to jump into the cold and die of frostbite. Like, I want to kill myself, jump in the the cold and, and die of frostbite. This is not, like, his greatest hits. These are all comments that were made in the last few weeks. So, again, for the record, I like Rick Pitino. I'll be very clear about this. I like Rick Pitino. I have always liked Rick Pitino. Obviously, I don't always like what he does. Obviously, I don't like everything he's done. And hell yes, he's done some pretty regrettable things. Inside of Italian restaurants and outside of them. But there is no disputing. He's a hell of a coach. An all-time great. But yes, I'll own it. I like this guy. I've always liked this guy. Always. And I love the rant. It's an all-time rant. 
And again, what makes it an all-time rant is he lit everyone and everything up. His players, his assistants, the facility. He's dropping names publicly. He even drags Missouri into it for no reason whatsoever. So again, an all-time rant. But here's what makes it an all-time rant, aside from that. He's blaming everyone and everything without owning any of it himself. Nowhere in that rant do you hear him say, it's on me. It starts right here. It's my program. Those are my decisions. I'm the reason we're in this position. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. You're not hearing anything like that. Far from it. Instead, what he's saying is, if you want to blame anyone, blame everyone. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. If you want to blame anyone, blame everyone except me. Because this sure as hell isn't on me. See, the problem with blaming his coaches for that terrible recruiting class is that they're his coaches. He signed off on all of them. Just like he signed off on all these players that aren't tough enough, aren't strong enough, aren't quick enough, and do not move laterally well enough. That's also I think they're unathletic. The fact that my guys are not nearly athletic enough. Dude, who brought them in? Whose guys are they? They're yours. I don't think they move well laterally. But what he's doing in effect is like, they're not my guys. My staff recruited those guys, and they recruited a bunch of dudes that don't fit my system. So he's not owning any of that, just as he won't own the fact that a number of the guys that he ran off or encouraged to leave because they allegedly did not fit his system, a number of those guys are elsewhere and doing really well, thriving. So, dude, props for an all-time rant. Believe me, I appreciate the content. And you do still have 18 wins. And you may still turn this thing around ultimately because that is what you do. But what you don't do is own any of it when things do go wrong. And this is not the first time we've seen this version of this dude. It's just the best version of this dude that we've ever seen. I hate the world. That was pretty good. I effing hate the world when we lose and I want to kill myself by jumping into the cold and dying of frostbite. That's pretty good. I want to kill myself, jump in the the cold and and die of frostbite. However, him him going off on everybody and everything and owning none of it himself is something. Like, don't look at me. I have nothing to do with this garbage. That, That whole don't look at me, I have nothing to do with this garbage is a garbage take. Garbage. It's a garbage vibe. Garbage. Because my dude... You have everything to do with it. Your program, your decisions, your results. In other words, how is none of this your fault? I have your answer, my guy. Much of it is. Again, your program, your choices. I love the rant. I do. I love that rant. But I hate that this dude is not owning anything and thinks none of it has anything to do with him when all of it has something to do with him. But... Let's not let any of that get in the way of a legendary rant. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. The most, if, if you're one of his players, how are you feeling right now? Hey, yo, bro. You see how coach just did us? He said we're slow. He said we're weak. He said we're unathletic. 
He says we can't move laterally. And he just called coaching us the most unenjoyable experience of his entire coaching career. This has been the most unenjoyable. But those dudes are going to be ready to run through a wall or run to the portal. I mean, my dude, I, I get the frustration. I know how badly you still want to win. I really admire that. I really respect that. But a little accountability would be cool. So is there any way that I trust any of you with this topic? One way to find out. Jimmy, this is the most unenjoyable experience of my life. Regards the wait staff at Patino's favorite Italian restaurant. Yeah, I didn't think you could handle this take. Hey, Van Sizzle. Rick Patino and his take on his players was disrespectful, even more than what he did to that floor at the Olive Garden. As I said. Hey, Jim. <laughs> when I have a tough loss like that, I'd love to go home, have a glass of wine, and listen to my favorite songs. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Sign Rick P. As I said. Can we not focus on the topic? Can we not focus on what he said? And the fact that he owned it, none of it? I guess not. I thought maybe, maybe, maybe. It is an all-time rant. And what makes it an all-time rant is he thinks it has nothing to do with him. Hey, don't look at me. I'm just the coach. Don't look at me. I just run the program. Don't look at me. I've got nothing to do with any of this. And I'm pretty certain it was not an Olive Garden. No offense, OG. But I'm pretty certain that's not where he was. We know a few things about this guy. One, he wins. Alvin, thank you. I got it. He wins. He turns programs around. But when things don't go well, he's not the one who's going to jump up there and say, hey, it's me. It's me. He will jump up there and say, it's you. I think they're you and you and you and you and you. It's the players. It's my assistants. It's our bleepy facilities. 1-800-636-8686. An all-time rant. And one that he's not owning at all. I've got Charles Amenahu coming up at 11 o'clock. I've got Vincent Goodwill coming up at 1140. I want to talk about Irv's transition to, like he's got his hands in so many different things. There's a reason why that guy's probably worth near a bill. But he now is in football ops. Magic is in football ops. He's an owner in an ownership group of an NFL team and apparently is flexing and making personnel decisions in football. Hey, Commander fans, I hate to say it, I don't think you're out of the woods yet. There is still dysfunction. I'll hit on that a little bit later on. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. If you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. So it's time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you think you're stuck in because you might not be. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over 10 years. If you have one, he has a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. He's helped out over 30,000 families so far. 
He's helped them get out of these bad timeshares. He might be able to help you, too. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit, 800-462-3333, 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Let me correct one thing. St. John's has 14 wins, not 18. 18 last year. 14-13 right now, but they're not going to the tournament. And they were 12-4 and at one point. So, I, you know, Rick, Rick is Rick. And if he were still ranked in the top five and he was at Louisville or he was at Kentucky or he was even with the Celtics... You could see this guy kind of walking around, puffing out his chest, and running guys under the bus. But that's not where he's at right now. He's on a 500 team, barely above, near the bottom of the conference, and he's still acting like that. And that's just not going to play right now. Now, that's not to say it won't work ultimately, but I'm saying that's not a good play. That's not a good look. I would not have done that. I hate the world. If you want to light them up, light them up but light them up behind closed doors. He might argue with, hey, yo, dude, hey, smart guy, you don't think I haven't tried everything to reach these guys? I still don't know that you want to light them up publicly. In fact, I know you don't, right? Unless there's a full-blown mutiny. And now maybe there would be after that. Anyway, where do you come out on this? Are there any St. John's fans out there? Anybody listening right now? Any Johnnies? Do you, what do you think when you hear that? Are you glad that he did that? 1-800-636-8686. If not for that meltdown, I would have been talking about John Calipari and Cal. And BBN is all over Cal. BBN is all over Cal. And Cal hit the road, had a big, big, big win against Auburn. And Cal went Cal when he hit the podium. And not only that, but made the point of saying, I've got seven guys in the NBA All-Star game this weekend. There is that too. Don't forget about that. So Cal swung back. It's pretty amazing. Cal swung back. Yeah, yeah, I know, BBN. I know. How many time, How many natties does he have? I know, I know. I'm just saying, part of me likes these old dudes still letting the hands go. But Cal said, unlike Patino, when he got up to the podium, he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know why you're here. You know, in effect, what he's saying is, you're here to bury me, but you can't because we just went to Auburn and did them. But if you have anything, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Leave the kids alone. Bring it to me. <laughs> That's not what Rick Pitino is saying. Rick Pitino is like saying the opposite. If you got something, bring it to the kids. Bring it to the coaches. They're the ones who jacked this whole thing up, not me. If you're going to create, like, Calipari's take was, Hey, look, I know that you're coming for me or it or us, but if you're going to criticize anybody at all, criticize me, me, not the players, not the quote kids. Patino's like, hey, hey, if you're coming for me and you want to criticize anybody, criticize them. About five guys are slow laterally. I got five guys that are slow laterally. It's not my fault. So that's the difference between the two of them. 
And it's not St. John's fault either. It's not the program. It's the players and my coaches. It's, it's not the school or the program, although the facilities are bleepy. It's not St. John's. It's my team. It's not even, it's, it's not even, it's not St. John's. It's me. It's not St. John's. That was in response to, do you regret that decision to go there? No. No, it's not St. John's. It's them. Incredible. Let's go to Florida. Okay, hold on. Before I go to the phones, uh, I'm juxtaposing these two things. Like, I want it to be a combo thought, Cal and Rick Pitino, but Pitino went so far out there that I couldn't even get Cal in. This was Cal. Cal hit the podium, and this is what he said after the big win over Auburn. We're hoping to see something different. We have some people here that are there for a reason. We're going to make this out to be. Please just lead my players. Let them be young and learn and keep attacking me. I may be the worst in the country. Just attack me and leave these kids alone. Smart, you know. And I love the way that the sarcasm is incredible. What do we have here? You came for something different. I.E., y'all came to bury me. Y'all came to hit me in the head with the shovel one more time. Y'all came to bury me, but looky here. We yes, rose up and had a big win on the road. There for a reason. Let's do Please just lead my players. Let no, them go, go back to the learn. sarcastic fake voice. That's much better. Cal. Oh. We're hoping to see something different. I.e., you were hoping we would lose again. That are there for a reason. We're going to make this out to be. Please just lead my players. I love that. Way to go, Cal. I'm still riding with Cal. Hey, BBN. I know. I know. BBN is about to go all Steeler fan on me and go, hey, Rome. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know what the hell is going on here. BBN. Oh, BBN, I know you're unhappy. How this guy lasted in that pressure cooker as long as he has is amazing. I just love that Cal at 65 has still got that in him, that sarcastic. Oh, you came here for a different reason. to see something different. You want to see me lose so you could run over me again. And then I love when he goes right back. He transitions back to Cal voice and says, all right, listen, I know how it is. I know what's up. I know what you're about. Take it out on me, not my players. And keep attacking me. Patino's like, keep attacking them. Keep attacking them. It's not me. So that, so that's the two. That's the team. juxtaposition between those two. Either way, I love these two old dudes. And I say old because Cal's 65, Patino's 71. And obviously, they're still fighting. They're still fighting. They're not backing down. But BBN, the Big Blue Nation, is none too happy. They don't care that he had seven All-Stars in that game this weekend. They want to know, what have you done for us lately? Well, he did beat Auburn. I'm telling you. The only thing missing from that was the ice cream. And the pinch of poop in the ice cream. Another reason why I'll ride with Cal. One of the great lines ever on this show. Let's go to Florida. Let me get a phone call in here. Rob in Florida before the bottom of the break. Bottom of the hour, I should say. What's going on, Rob? How are you? Good, Romy. 20-year listener. You know, Romy, that 
Patino hired because of the money only. They had no interest in a coach with that kind of lack of moral character whatsoever. All they wanted was to have a legend there, beautiful, will make big bucks. They don't care. How can these kids want to give their all for a leader this insulting and this type of lack of character? Let me uh, take a shot at that, Rob. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. He's saying, hey, man, they got what they deserved. That quote, they hired a mercenary. First of all, let's not get this twisted. How many other programs are throwing money at winners and not thinking about the ethical or moral issues? How many programs? All of them? Yeah, they knew what they were getting. They were getting a Hall of Fame coach. They were getting somebody who could breathe some life into that program, which, by the way, he did. He did. I'd even argue still can, still is. I, I'm not all out on this guy. I'm not convinced that he can't still turn that around. He's turned everything around that he's ever touched. BU, Providence, Kentucky, Louisville. Now, granted, he didn't always do it on the up and up. I'm just saying it's too soon to tell whether or not this was a mistake I just would not have handled that pressure the way he did. But I'm glad that he didn't handle it the way I wouldn't. Because, well, content. I mean, that was an all-time rant. And I think that is a fair question. So those kids that he just absolutely wrecked, is that going to motivate them? Are they going to, is it going to galvanize them? Are they going to rally around him? Because nowadays, if a player is unhappy, that's not what they do generally. They run to the portal. Like, really? Is that how it is? Yeah, well, I don't like it here. I'm out. And then he might say, good, good. Don't let the portal hit you in the ass on the way out. I'll get my own guys. But that's what he did this year. Except he would tell you, I didn't get my own guys. My assistants got the wrong guys. Got a bunch of guys that are not athletic. They're not quick. They don't move well laterally. And they're not strong. All the things I'm known for. Well, I don't know, Rick. Were you not involved in this process? Didn't you know who you were bringing in? About five guys of slow laterally. If everybody knows what you're about and what you coach and how you run your program, wouldn't the assistants that you brought in recruit accordingly? And what he's saying is, no, they didn't. It's their fault, not mine. Let's not even get into the other, as great a coach as he is, the other great, great coaches in that league which have been turning him inside out. There is that too. It's not just a player thing. Dude, just own some of it. Some of it. Again, any St. John's fans want to react to it. So in addition to that, I do want to talk about Irv. Irv is a football executive. Now we come to find out why Cliff Kingsbury did not stay with the Raiders. Irv reportedly poached him. Irv. That's coming up. Take a break. I need an ATP if you don't mind. That'd be awesome. Charles Amenahu, top of the hour. Vincent Goodwill, next hour. Phone lines open at 1-800-636-8686. But here is your sports update. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
Did you know that Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you are never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. Welcome back. So it kind of got lost in the Super Bowl chaos. I want to touch on this. But if you missed it, Cliff Kingsbury is back in the NFL. Now, he was supposed to come back as Antonio Pierce's OC in Vegas, which would have been pretty interesting. But what happened instead is actually way more interesting. What reportedly happened instead is that Cliff got poached from the Raiders before he could actually sign on the dotted line. Cliff was right in the middle of becoming one with the autumn wind. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they're announcing him as the new commander's offensive coordinator, which was all a little strange. What? Like there was this rumored reason or speculation that Cliff went from a verbal agreement with the Raiders to a signed agreement with the commanders. Like, how did that happen? How'd the guy get away? He was that close to putting a pen to paper, reportedly. We're not exactly sure what went down. But what is now clear is who got involved. And we know exactly who got involved in snatching Cliff away from AP because Antonio Pierce just blurted it out on the pivot last week. Oh, well, National Football League, NFL, not for long. <laughs> so you're right. I thought we had a guy, but not for long. Hold on. So you put pen to paper, man. That's the one thing I learned. I, no different than us in free agency, right? Gotcha. Teams are recruiting you. Things are going on. Listen. Mac Johnson pretty good. I guess he can still just I think he can still dish it out a little bit. <laughs> if I'm losing the magic, I'm okay with that, right? And then at the end of the day, listen, man, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. That's fine. All right. So are we to interpret that he he just said that generically? If if I'm losing the magic, that's all right. Or was magic actually involved in poaching this dude? He just said look. NFL is not for long. But if I'm losing anybody, it's okay if it's magic. If I'm losing the magic, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Magic can still dish it out a little bit. My man, it doesn't sound like magic was dishing. It sounded like magic was snatching. As in snatching your offense coordinator. Man, if magic is the reason. If magic is the reason. I am blown away by the absurdity of all this. I thought that magic being involved with the commanders would just lead to some unbelievably lame posts on the X. Who knew Magic would allegedly be getting involved in not just assistant coaching hires, but in stealing away other teams' assistant coaching hires? Man, I hope that's how that went down. I hope that he was not just using that as a figure of speech. Like, he knows Magic is part of the ownership group, so if I got to lose to somebody, it might as well be the greatest. I don't know. Like, I want to say I love to see it. Well, I do, because I'm not a Commander fan. Love to see it. I'm not anti-Commander. I'm not pro-Commander. I'm neutral Commander. But I'm pro-content. Commander fans probably asking, okay, okay, you pulled Cliffy out of Vegas. Irv, where were you when we were trying to get Ben Johnson? Where were you when Mike McDonald was negotiating with the Seahawks? Why didn't you pull him out of there at the last second, the way you did Cliffy? When we needed magic to come in and work his magic and flex, 
Where was he then? We needed him for the head coach, not to steal Cliff away from the Raiders. And look, I get where Commander fans coming from. I'm not here to say that Cliff Kingsbury is a great idea for the Commanders. I'm just here to say that Cliff was Magic's idea, maybe. And if that's the case, man, that is hilarious. (laughs) Now, I don't know for certain, because I can't speak for Irv. Irv works in really mysterious ways. All I know is that Cliff had a chance to completely deny this whole thing when he was introduced as the new commander's offensive coordinator and yet definitely did not completely deny this whole thing. Are you able to provide any sort of clarity on sort of what happened with the Raiders and, you know, how it led to here? Yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics, but have a tremendous amount of respect for that organization and Mark Davis and and AP, um, huge fan of his. How was Magic Johnson involved? Uh, Once again... Don't want to get into any of those specifics. Not exactly a denial, is it? How is Magic involved? Hey, man, when Magic calls, you jump. I mean, why do you not want to get into the specifics, my guy? They sound pretty juicy. We all want to know how Magic managed to pry you away when you were about to sign on that line that was dotted. Hey, dude, we got time. We have nowhere to be. Uh, Once again, don't want to get into any of those specifics. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. Sometimes you, that's part of the job, right? You you think I love every aspect of this job? There are parts of this job that I don't want to do, but I know I have to do them. So I know you don't want to get into it, Cliff. Just get into it. Because we all want the story. I think we're, the reason is, we're having a hard time imagining Irv operating in the NFL world. I understand that ownership group has a lot of basketball folks on it, but at least I'm having a hard time envisioning Irv making football decisions for a football franchise. Crazy for me to picture football people listening to that dude considering Laker players didn't even listen to him when he was their Laker coach and not that far removed from the game. But that didn't work out so well either. You know what else didn't work out? When he was a basketball executive. That also didn't work out. So since he didn't make it as a basketball coach or a basketball executive, you know what we should do? We should make him a football executive. What could go wrong? I can only imagine what else Irv is up to right now on behalf of the commanders. For real. I would love to get a look at Irv's mock draft. I would love to see Irv's draft board right now. Because you know this dude's locked away in a dark film room, just crushing tape as we speak. And if I want to know who he's thinking about with that second pick, I bet Dan Quinn is really anxious to find out what quarterback Magic is going to select with that second pick. Because there is no consensus right now. Mac Johnson pretty good. DQ will probably spend draft night or the nights leading up to draft night refreshing the X over and over, waiting for Magic to make his big announcement over who he has decided on for that second pick. In fact, you know what? Since we really don't know how this guy operates, how do we know that he didn't hire Dan Quinn? How do we know that? This whole thing about, yeah, well, you had to settle. Well, DQ was like the fourth choice. How do we even know that? How do we know that DQ wasn't the first choice? How do we know Magic didn't hire him. We don't. Because you didn't know that Magic allegedly poached Cliffy. 
specifics. So how do we know? How do we know that Irv isn't single-handedly masterminding that entire operation right now? We don't know that. Hey, Commander fan, how's going from Dan Snyder meddling and getting too involved and making too many football decisions to Magic Johnson meddling and getting too involved and making too many football decisions? If I'm losing the Magic, I'm okay with that. You are? Hey, P, you're okay with a guy that was there with a pen in hand? Ready to put his name on a contract? And he got away because Magic poached him? You're okay with that? Magic Johnson Dude, you good. must be a really big Laker fan. You must like the Lakers still- more than you like the Raiders, AP, if you're okay with that. How can you be okay with that? I'm not even saying that Cliffy is the end all. I mean, do we even know if he's a great coach? I don't think we do. He's got a pretty good offensive mind. And he has a knack for falling forward. Anyway, at least things aren't changing too quickly in the district. Yes, getting rid of Snyder was a big win and legit progress. But having actual football people make the actual football decisions, please, let's not get crazy. Why do we need football people making football decisions? For who? For what? Please, man. Mac Johnson pretty good. I'm trying to see if I can get some guys from Major League Baseball to come in here. And set the record straight. I'm surprised Magic didn't hire Dave Roberts to be his head coach. When we come back, specifics. Charles Amenahu is supposed to join me. Vincent Goodwill, also next hour. Stay tuned.